Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals. Alrighty guys, so welcome back to Beyond the Bikini Radio. I have one of my first clients and closest friends, and her name is Logan Stegall. I always feel like I say your last name wrong. Stegall. Stegall. Um, Everybody does. <laughs> why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you, Logan? Yeah, so hey everyone. Um, I worked with, I started working with Nicole, gosh, was it, I think it was actually the end of, really end of 2016, and then we started the actual prep at the beginning of 2017. Um, I met Nicole when I was living in Ohio for graduate school. I'm originally from Virginia, and so I moved back to Virginia um, at the end of, gosh, 2017. And so, which we will talk about a little bit. Yes, of course. (laughs) My specialty. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm I'm living down in Virginia now, and I just am wrapping up actually my second year competing. So I competed in 2017, and then again just in 2019. And so I am officially retired as of now. Yeah, you know she's 65, retired. I know. Yeah, if only I was getting like retirement funds in, that would be fantastic. Dang, we probably won't get them anyway. Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so yeah, I helped Logan with her first show, and I was a, I was just getting my feet wet with coaching then, and she did an awesome job. But what I love about my job is not only do I get to work with a variety of incredible women, um, some of them I've become very close to and they've become my closest friends. So Logan and I, um, I can say that Logan is one of my best friends and it's very, it's an interesting relationship because it developed out of a coaching client relationship, but Hey, I love it. So, (laughs) and it's, it's been really cool to see you transform over the years. And um, although she's in Virginia and I'm in Ohio to this day, like we still stay in contact 
on at least a weekly basis and we still do phone calls and I think that that's good you know it's hard to feel connected to a lot of people but I think also with us being coach and client before like we have that bond kind of Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) I don't know but um so Logan why don't you talk a little bit about your experience getting involved into like bodybuilding and competing because I know a lot of girls have been in your shoes before so why don't you share a little bit about your story yeah so I gosh years ago just kind of went to the gym and was just using the machines I had a free personal training session where I was taught how to use the different you know normal machines I wasn't really into the free free weights yet Um, and then I in college my senior year started dating some guy who we can use names Oh, we can use fake names. No, his name's Matt, which is just the worst name. I'll oh, that's him. fine because my ex's name Matt was yeah. an obsession with a Matt. We just need to ex name every man named Matt. I think they should just like <laughs> replace it with Bobby. Oh gosh, um, I don't. It's like Voldemort. Don't speak his name. Um, <laughs> so he actually showed, introduced me to the free weights. He was a bodybuilder. Um, he had competed one time and he, he was doing physique. He was trying to get into bodybuilding. So he was a big dude. He was like six, two and 250 pounds or trying to hit 250 pounds, not lean though. But, um, so he got me into (laughs) dogging casually. Sorry. Um, (laughs) I know I've seen, I've seen better since, (laughs) but at the time he was like, so cool. Um, but I, so he got me, he introduced me to the free weight section. Um, and then just kind of to learn more because men usually lift different, differently than women often. Um, because you know, women more focused on the glutes and the legs compared to, to males often. I mean, I don't, he didn't skip leg day by any means, but he suggested I follow different girls on Instagram. Um, and then, that kind of just taught me other ways to lift and then that like different exercises to do. And then I kind of started following competitors on accident. And then who was the first competitor you started following? I think it was either Marissa McGrath, who I don't know her last name now because she's divorced, but Marissa Bish. And then um, also Lauren Simpson. And then also Dana Lynn Bailey. Those were the three that I remember being, a bunch of badass babes. Yeah, I and I've met two of the three of them. I met Lauren and um, Daniel and Bailey, and both as nice as could be. I'm obsessed with them. I love Marissa too, but I haven't I haven't actually met her. Side um, note: We both love Dana and Rob's relationship. Oh yes, I freaking love the way that they live together. He just like screams at her. <laughs> I had that. I love it. They're so awesome. Um. So yeah, I just kind of started following those people and, and eventually just saw it so much on social media and decided to add it to my bucket list items. And then I met uh, the personal trainer at my new gym in Ohio, who is your ex. And... Another Bob. <laughs> another Bob. Another Bobby. <laughs> and he introduced us because I had mentioned to him, I, I was in grad school at the time, I was like, oh, I want to compete, but you know, I'm in grad school. It's not a good time working on my thesis next year. 
It's never a good time. No, I know. That's that was exactly what I told myself in the end. But he introduced us and that's what I said. That's why I decided to do it originally because I was like, Oh, there'll never be a better time than now. So, um, that's kind of how I got from just regularly going to the gym using like a Nike training app to do exercises all the way to bodybuilding competitions. Yeah. Well, um, one good thing did come out of that relationship and that was that I was introduced to you and, um, I think that that's awesome that that was able to connect us. Now, why don't you tell me more? Because you weren't really into macros before we started working together, right? Right. My like ex. Two years ago. Yeah, my ex, um, Bob, he, he, he had put me on a total bro diet. I mean, I was in my senior year of college uh, eating just chicken and rice, really. I mean, I don't even remember eating fats um, at all. And so I didn't have any sense of how to do it. And he even admitted, he said, this isn't the only way to do it. This is just the easiest way for me. And so um, he did not really follow macros. I would add the chicken and, and chicken and rice into my fitness pal, but I didn't really understand like what macros to do. And, and I didn't really when I did look it up um, and use the online macro calculators, I would never actually stick to it. It was just overwhelming at first um, to try to figure it out and really stick to it. And so when you and I met, you gave me macros to follow right before starting prep. So we like increased where I was so that I didn't start off in a caloric deficit. Um, We wanted to be able to wean down on the macros. And so I started off, um, of course, with your guidance and help with the foods on what to eat. And then eventually you kind of figure out that planning ahead of time is the only way to do it at first. Which um, I've come a long way too as a coach. Like I don't even remember what I gave you as protocols, to be honest, because that was like <laughs> two years ago. But I did get you in good shape. Yeah, no, I lost a ton of weight. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, the I came in lean for sure. There's no question about that. I think I lost like 20 pounds and I'm five, five, one and a half, five, two, and which is quite a bit of weight for, I don't even remember my starting weight, to be honest. I think it was probably it was like 121 or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Who knows? That's right. We don't know. I ended around 102. I know. Okay. So yeah, lean. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, tiny, tiny little Bambi. Oh, my God. I was so little. I had, like, very little muscle then, too, um, just because I really, after competing, learned what muscles to work on more um, because you find out what the judges like pretty much, and then you focus more on those areas. So hamstrings, shoulders, glutes. Yeah. It's a lot. It is I'm, a lot. I still feel small, and I've been, like, training forever it feels like I know now that I'm done with the season I feel so little bitty and I'm would I want big muscles <laughs> I know I want big muscles and I can't not lie <laughs> <laughs> when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist no I'm just kidding um, but really though they it's getting so competitive now and I think part of that is due to social media um with like like it's almost trendy now and mm-hmm. I was kind of so why don't you compare last prep and post show because I know you went through a breakup um 
And why don't you talk a little bit about that emotional transition and then you wanting to start prep this 2019? Yeah. So my first prep in 2017, I had a boyfriend who I was living with through the whole time, which was... His name was also Bob. Isn't that weird? (laughs) We're going to just name him all Bob. (laughs) Um, he, He stuck with me through the whole prep. Bless his heart. Um, and coming out of this prep now, uh, which I did totally single, did not date, um, at all during it. And it was such a blessing at the time in 2017 to have somebody there always, um, somebody to take the food, literally sometimes to take the food out of your hand, uh, to hide the food, to throw away the food, to take out the trash, like really just to help around the house when you're feeling exhausted. We had a puppy and, and so he helped a lot with that and, this time around, it was totally on my own. I lived by myself. I did not have somebody to wake me up in the morning. If um, Financially responsible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm paying more than double what I was paying in rent before. And competing is so un- ridiculously expensive. It's hard to even think about how much I've spent this past year on competing. Um, and so, yeah, la- last time I prepped, I honestly attribute so much to his help um during it just I mean even emotionally to have somebody remind you that you look good um it's hard when you're when you're alone in it because prep is lonely and and not many people understand it unless you are doing it or have done it before which I think is why you and I are so close because we have been there through the preps um a simple phone call or text message can help sending progress pictures to somebody who can see the difference because the average person can't, can't see it like competitors can see it. Mm -hmm. And so this time around was a lot harder. Um, I actually was going to compete in 2018, but he broke up with me 24 hours before I was supposed to start prep and um, going through that really rough breakup because we were living together. I had to move home to Virginia after that. Um, I had just finished up my it master's like degree. Deja vu. What? Oh, yeah, I know, right? Like, seriously, you and I have been through hell with these. The, the ringer through yeah. bombs. Suckers. Um, I decided uh, the opposite of you because you just dove into it. Uh, you dove into prep. I decided that when I get stressed, I can't eat and I can't work out like I heavy, like I usually do. And with the move, um, seven hours away, I just decided and not having a job. I mean, I couldn't even financially afford to prep in that moment. I decided to back out of competing in 2018, um, and really just focus on myself and the breakup and finding a new job and the new state and finding a new apartment. It was, it was a big life change. And I don't, can't even imagine going through prep at that point um especially I mean just gosh finding a new gym it took me like a year to find a gym that I actually really liked so um that's why I ended up not competing in 2018 and then stepped back on stage 2019 after I had had a a, a fun summer of dating and and drinking and eating <laughs> and gained way too much weight well I mean at least you were able to gain a different perspective though mm-hmm Yeah, and I gained a ton of muscle. I honestly think that I would have just probably gotten back on stage just this small the last time if I had gotten on stage in 2018. Well, yeah, I mean, I hate when I see people take two to three months 
off that's not an off season muscle is incredibly hard to put on Mm -hmm. and just like body fat to put on like it takes time in either direction um so that was probably one of the best decisions that you made at that time in your life um the other thing too is you mentioned like how I personally have jumped into my prep and like stuck with it everybody handles stress differently everybody handles trauma differently and the other thing I think too is I'm more of a seasoned competitor than you yeah and that doesn't make me a better competitor or anything like that but I'm used to this sort of stress like it's almost been I mean it has been a huge part of my life for years now and I know that I after this year I'm going to have to take a little bit of time off to just allow for my body to relax and to really focus and dive into my business more like I want to but it it takes a lot and not everybody can handle that much stress at once and I think it's okay if you're going through something traumatic in your life and you have to drop your prep or even choose a later show day like know that it's okay like you don't nobody's forcing you to do it yeah I agree and the stage is always there always I mean it's not going anywhere it's been around for so long that this that same show will still be there next year for you to do and so that's that's exactly where I stood in 2018 I was like it makes no sense for me emotionally or financially to compete and so it ended up financially being... nobody talks about that gosh it's so expensive it's kind of <laughs> retarded um sorry I don't really like to use that word but I... <laughs> well sorry sorry for Bleep. everyone sorry for everyone who's offended no this is explicit as book um it really is uh <laughs> where am I going this how is expensive brain. oh yeah so prep is expensive like it isn't for me I'm like I do it for a business perspective too because prep is a write-off for me um and I don't get much as a online-based business and I can write off my preps however someone who has like a normal like nine to five it isn't it's hard to manage Mm -hmm. everything and I'm very blessed in my situation with where I'm at and I can even imagine it not being this way like I don't know how I would do it honestly I know I was so blessed in in grad school where I could just wake up later or or leave the office earlier to go do cardio or whatever it was um I was so fortunate to have that flexible schedule but then this time around I, I had I say nine to five, I was there at seven 30 and I would leave around five 30 or six every single day. I mean, I put in the hours at my job and I got super burnt out from prep because I would take and from a, your job. Yeah. I mean, just the job in general was hard. Um, and so I, I mean, I would take my lunch hour to do cardio. I would, or I mean, if I could leave by five 30, I would do cardio afterwards. I would have to lift in the morning around five and then you're doing everything fasted and it just gets it got so exhausting I would leave my house by 5 30 in the morning and I wouldn't get home until after seven most most of prep this this prep for you like although I didn't coach you this year around and we don't even have to mention who your coach was um unless you want to but I saw the concern in you with being able to manage all of this and all these new responsibilities that you weren't used to. And I think that you've gained a lot of perspective on 
like your values and what you value and why don't you tell me a little bit about that experience because I felt like you started super in love with the sport like crushing it and you're still crushing it till like your show day for sure but I think your mindset turned from a passion which I love this quote actually someone told me that hate and love are walk a very fine line because yeah. it's the same emotions it's the same connection but altered and I think that you went from like a love passionate state to a I hate this but I am gonna do this because you still have the passion Yeah. So I went through a huge mental change. I mean, I literally started this prep off being like, I'm going to go pro by the end of my life, like in the next five years. And, and that's how I started. I mean, I went in full force. I put everything on the back burner besides work and prep. And then I got burnt out. I mean, I literally killed my own passion by working so much. And, and what did you put on the back burner? My, I mean, my social life, I did not even say I didn't even consider saying yes to a date. I got off all dating apps. I just um, can't even get a date. Damn. No, gosh. Yes, you, if you get on Bumble, you'll get like 50,000 swipe rights. I mean, those guys are just so annoying. Um, I'm not back on dating sites because it sucks. So, But I like, I mean, in no possibility of a relationship. I literally would be so tired by the end of the week working 50 hours and then going to the gym for two hours a day. I did not have a social life on the weekends. I did everything that I could to not do stuff because I just wanted to sit on my couch and do nothing and I would meal prep and I didn't even go see grandparents like I barely saw my parents and when I did I was exhausted and I did I was usually oh, yeah. I and so that. I would gosh I just I literally got so burnt out I mean it I felt like a slave to the gym I, I stopped enjoying workouts which was so disappointing and that's when I realized that I just needed to kind of call it quits uh, this year and for the foreseeable future, for sure, because I need to find my love for find your why. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my why originally was to challenge myself and then I, I did. And, and I kind of just was like, okay, I need something else. Like I truly just want my social life back and, and to not be grumpy or pissy. If I watch somebody else eat a donut, like I just, yeah um, it yeah it just got too hard to to balance being social and not cheating on my diet pretty much I couldn't do both I think that is completely normal um I wanted to talk about the uh family thing because I noticed yesterday with myself because I'm not perfect um nor do I claim to be but I uh, noticed with my interactions with my mom that I was like really moody and emotional and it's really hard for me to be like that because there literally are times in prep where you will try your best to not be snippy but it's like a little gray cloud over your head and Mm -hmm. your loved ones either have to deal with it or you need to deal with it and a lot of times when you want to deal with it in prep you want to be alone and so you don't like piss anyone off yeah and I struggle with that because yesterday I was in such a mood which I I got my period so there's that too Woo, <laughs> being a woman um but for for real though that does affect your family with you being in a mood because I know that I'm moving soon I'm moving to Florida and my mom is trying to spend time with me and make as much memories as possible 
we were at like big locks and I was like in such a pissy mood and I was like frustrated with myself I was like get out of this mood Nicole mm-hmm. like, stop it and I couldn't like I was trying so so hard yeah I know there were so many times where I would just text my friends and be like I literally just need to like be by myself and one time for the fifth time and like it was like the fifth weekend in a row I was on the phone with my mom and I was like I just want to sit up in my on my couch and do nothing I don't want to be social and she was like you have been saying that for so long now and you need to snap out of it because you can't just sit at home by yourself all the time and I was like, wow, you're right. I mean, I it was like weeks on end, maybe even months, like the last probably three months. I was, I genuinely just was so emotionally and physically exhausted that I just couldn't, I just knew I couldn't be around people because I was just going to be not nice. Yeah. And there were times I just didn't even answer my phone or text messages because I knew that I wasn't going to. And you and I are pretty close. And I think even Logan and I, kind of stopped communicating as much because I felt like I was on your toes and I couldn't say the right thing and I didn't know what to say and that's nothing against you I just think that you're so far deep and like I just couldn't help so yeah I mean I just by the end of prep I was hating my job and I was hating prep but I was so close to the end that I like I couldn't just give up and um I really thought that the show day would bring me back I thought that the show day would increase my motivation again and my love for it but then show day came and I kind of still didn't love it like I just wanted the day to end I was ready to just (laughs) have a dinner and go to bed (laughs) like being on stage wasn't what I remember it being in my head and I think we always will view the past as happier than it was Mm -hmm. dang um so what are your plans now Like, what is this transition from competing, competing, competing to not competing as much? Um, so yeah, I I mean, competing as much, I literally like, I do not have any plans on ever getting back on stage and never say never, uh, because you can never plan for the future or, or what, but I really don't see myself doing it again. Um, so now my plan, I, I just stopped two weeks ago I mean two weeks ago was my show two and a half I guess are you Um, still working with a coach yeah so I am still working with my coach slowly reverse dieting so we're increasing my calories so I don't ruin my metabolism and gain a ton of weight really quickly yeah it's (laughs) that's my favorite hard I think reverse dieting is harder than the actual prep diet often um just because you don't have an actual goal in sight and yes yeah it's yeah it's just super hard I mean cravings are out of control because you finally give in to those cravings for, for I, so and then I already know that this off season for myself I'm gonna take my time with a slow reverse but mm-hmm. it's it's really hard to do um but I think at the end of the day like you have to I've been saying this thing with my clients and it's you have to pay to play mm-hmm. so that is you're going to have to pay back what you did with your diet in order to play and playing being cutting. And people are like, what, what dieting's fun. It is fun because you see lines, you see progress. Mm-hmm. Like when you're not dieting and you are putting on body fat, which happens post-show because there's, you can't be that lean. Sorry, sunshine. Um, it, you're paying, you're paying for that. Yeah. 
yeah i mean it's it's hard i mean it's it's hard to resist cravings and then it's also hard to watch yourself add fat after you've been lean especially with peak week i mean i think peak week really is the the hardest part to overcome because you spend a week like really watching the sodium and the water and the and the less fibrous vegetables and so you get so lean those pat those last like three days where you're so tight but you have you weren't always like that like you weren't like that every single week because you were drinking the two gallons of water and then you cut down to what one and a half and, and all of a sudden you get all tighter and and it's just so crazy the science behind the peak week but um to after that you add the fibrous veggies back in you eat the broccoli and cauliflower and you add sodas back in you get more bloated and so just being bloated is harder after peak week and then you have all the cravings and you don't have the goal and so it's a mix of all these different things going through your mind and it's a struggle and you're like oh I might as well eat whatever I want if I feel quote-unquote fat I mean it's hard to say that you're fat two weeks after you step off stage let me just say this and I know that I focus a lot like on the mental side of things fat is not a feeling like emotions are happy sad you know I don't know those are real emotions fat is not an emotion fat Mm -hmm. is a state of being and I think that competitors and even myself, we all, like, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I've called myself fat before. Shocker. I'm a female. I call myself fat. But we need to stop calling ourselves fat because, or I feel fat because that's not a thing. Like, you, yeah. don't, you don't feel fat. It's, that's a state of being, which you're yeah. not. Get the data. That you're, it's not a real thing with you. I know. It's like, I really have, you know, done a good job there plenty of people who step off the stage and binge eat for three days um god i know like i got it takes one day for me to do that and i'm like okay i'm ready to eat some vegetables it hurts like it it literally physically hurts like there's this one time after the arnold that i ate a good amount of food and then my stomach was so upset the worst like whatever tmi i don't care gas constipation I couldn't like, mm-hmm. and my stomach hurt so bad and like it was like painful even when I went to the bathroom just because like you're mixing all these different foods and you just mess with your fluid balance and it hurts and it's like what the heck is going on mm-hmm. um, you gotta I go ahead I'm so sorry. Crazy. I was gonna say just like laying in bed to go to bed that Sunday after the show I was like gosh this is like you can't even lay on your stomach no you can't um not at all so when you're post-show let's give let's give our uh, listeners some post-show tips uh let's do like three tips post-show and let's talk about not necessarily going into like a reverse diet or like the obvious um things that you should do but more or less like literally the night of post-show like stepped off finals let's mm. say regardless of your placing like what do you recommend um chugging water like because that'll make you feel full on show day you drink less water than you do throughout any other day in prep throughout your Uh, whole life just kidding yeah no so yeah seriously like because it just makes you bloat I mean just anybody drinking water knows that Uh, anybody drinking enough water knows that um chug water and then what I did would help me was um between 
prejudging and finals, I portioned out all the snacks that I wanted. And so I had like four different protein bars that I wanted to do, which you and I did this for the Julie Palmer. This was so weird. We cut. So fucking weird. I know. I love protein bars. I hadn't had a protein bar in like eight weeks. I cut like just a bite off of the protein bar, like literally just the end. Um, Not even a third of it. And I put all of them in baggies. And then I put like one cookie of whatever I wanted because I had like three different kind of Girl Scout cookies. So I put like one cookie in. What's your favorite? My favorite Girl Scout cookie is probably Tagalongs. But and I kept the Thin Mints in the freezer because Thin Mints should only ever be eaten frozen. I would mess with some Samoas right now. Oh, I do not like coconut. I'm not a big coconut person. All right. I know. I'm, I'm weird. I'm a Continue with your strategy because you oh. made it on coconut. And then, <laughs> um, and then the, what else did I do? Oh, yeah. I just had like one bite of everything that I wanted in a baggie already brought to me. So I didn't have like a, you know, a bag full of food. I just had one baggie. And then I did go ham on some donuts. I just took a bite of every single donut that I wanted, to be honest. I didn't That's eat, not like, that bad. full donuts. Um, yeah, but they were, like, a, a dozen. Well, like, 15 donuts. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, at dinner, I kind of just, like, took a break halfway through, and I only ended up eating half of my turkey burger. Um, I didn't go... I, I mean, we went to Cheesecake Factory, so... Ten five years ago, I probably would have gotten the five cheese pasta from Cheesecake Factory. So I didn't go absolutely insane with my dinner order. I got off the skinny delicious version because it's smaller, and I knew my stomach was going to be smaller. And so I got a turkey burger and sweet potato fries. So it wasn't a salad, but it wasn't you know four cheese pasta that would destroy my stomach because I hadn't. I don't really eat dairy that often, and so just being a little bit smarter with. With your post-show meal, I mean, it blows my mind when people just go and get, like, deep-dish pizza the night of because they've been so stressed all day. I just can't imagine dairy on my stomach like that, but some people can handle it. Um, Not and me. then yeah, uh, Yeah, I just, I would, die. I mean, I did get pizza the next day, but I had, you know, eaten something before. Like, if I just put pizza in the semi-empty stomach, it would not we have gone well. Like- wake up from like a college party I'm like I'm gonna eat a piece of pizza like yeah yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) so that I mean those are my recommendations really just portioning out and then choosing a semi-healthier option I mean eat what you want but don't don't go ball out and try to do like the 10,000 calorie challenge the night of the show or the day after the show that my friends is called binging Mm -hmm. um eat out of respect for yourself I uh We'll eat to a, I normally, so I use a scale, it's like one to 10. um, And I like to eat to an eight out of 10 always. A 10 out of 10, like I don't do that. A 10 out of 10 is a binge. A 10, you're where you weren't meant to eat to an uncomfortable level or to where we want to get sick. And Mm -hmm. I know competitors who have eaten so much male and female that they get sick because they push their stomach so much. Your stomach volume has changed after a prep because you've been dieting for so long. So mm-hmm. literally, your processing is so much slower. It Your stomach volume has shrunk. You're not able to hold that much food. Your eyes are way bigger than your stomach post-show. For so sure. eat out of respect for yourself. 
take your time enjoy the flavors chew your food like don't just i see so uh, the guys do this more than the girls but they're like shoving it down their throat and it's like slow down okay Mm -hmm. um so that's my first tip is slow down um i like the whole i because you're going to have a variety of cravings i like that tip of taking little bits of what you want and not full-on serving sizes so you can have a little bit of it so like let's say um like the donut graveyard I like that because I had one time where a girl brought me some donuts shout out to Tiffany they were gourmet donuts and I was really excited for them but if I were to finish each and every donut I'd be so sick so I took like four of my friends we all took bites out of different ones and called it a day Mm-hmm. and I do that honestly all the time like because I know that I'm gonna want to eat a bunch of different donuts and so I always graveyard them and just take like a bite out of like you know like four of them and then so that maybe equals a whole donut yeah okay so the other tip too is I told you this way back in the day but drink Powerades or drink water mm-hmm. immediately after you step off a stage. I like Powerade because of electrolytes. So you'd be surprised how much you're depleted from lack of sleep, lack of hydration, lack of a variety of nutrients on show day. So you need electrolytes. Yeah, I actually did do that. Um, I think I brought a Gatorade and then I also brought a Diet Dr. Pepper because I hadn't had soda all week and I knew I was craving that too. So I like chugged a Gatorade Zero and a Diet Dr. Pepper. I brought a cooler just for those two things. Yeah. Um, You see a lot of people pass out at shows. So that's one of the reasons why. So crazy. People die. I know. People have died on stage. Dedication. No, but really people do die because they take it to extremes. That's, That's more or less like drug use which we're not going to talk about on here today because that's not what this talk is about but that does happen in competing like people do use drugs and I don't think a lot of people feel comfortable talking about that or even admitting it but rather you are in like a small regional show or even a national show there's a handful of people who have taken their supplementation to another level mm-hmm. yeah and I, I yeah to, I, I definitely don't know much about it I know it happens um I pride myself on being an all-natural athlete and totally uh, honestly probably a discussion for somebody who knows way more than me because I don't know that much about it Mm because I've never had the desire to do that but and then also a lot of people will pass out because they just cut water all week yeah and it's so scary honestly I had one coach give me a diuretic that I didn't know was a illegal diuretic uh, because I was only 20 and like I didn't know my research and he's like here take this it will help with water and I thought it was like one of those like over-the-counter things that you could take my jaw locked up and my heart was racing and I was sweating in my bed and I was so scared like I literally was laying in bed I've never told this story before I was laying in bed and I was thinking, I hope I wake up tomorrow and that my parents in my hotel room don't have to wake up to me. Dead. Oh my god! That's how horrible I felt. I literally thought I was going to die. Jeez. And I mean, obviously I left that coach, um, but mm-hmm. 
that stuff is scary. And if you are a coach out there or your coach is giving you pills that you don't know where they're from or they try to play it off like it's easy and it's nothing like a big deal, don't take it for the love of God. I know, seriously. And yeah, if your coach is doing anything that you don't understand, then you need to, an explanation from them or a new coach. Like if their answer to anything is because I said so or just do what you're told. Such a you, child thing to say. Yeah, you need to leave immediately because they clearly just have no reason for doing it. Guys, like you can die. I know that's so <laughs> dramatic, but you can die if you take yeah. the wrong drugs. I've heard of things happen happens to more males and females just due to the drug use but (sighs) listen to your gut Mm -hmm. seriously don't just trust anyone with your health because it's your body and there's nothing and you just can't let anybody just do anything to you yeah exactly so uh logan what is it like being single now and what are your thoughts on the dating scene gosh i want to like flip the conversation a little bit because we're both in our mid mid 20s damn it (laughs) we're like i know i'll be 24 in may yay god i'm on like the upside of 25 it's so sad yeah that's so depressing what are my thoughts on dating? Um, well, just a background for anybody listening. I got my master's degree in experimental psychology studying romantic relationships. Um, so you'd think I'd probably be better at it. I'm not. Um, I have been single for a year and uh, almost a year and a half, a year and like four or five months. Um, and I tried the bumble and tinder thing and i met some super cool people i mean some of my really good friends really did come from those apps when i got home um i still talked to a couple of those guys just because i think they're fun to hang out with and it didn't really go anywhere after a couple dates so i'm not a big fan of online dating i mean hey, I, but that's okay you can develop yeah a good no, people, friendship I, I have been to weddings where people met on tinder um And I, yeah, I mean, I've at least gotten some, my ex and I, who we live together, we met on Tinder actually. Um, And so it, it works. It's just not for me. Honestly, most of my friends, like when I would show them when I was on dating sites, my friends were over and I would be like, I talked, I'm talking to this guy. They're like, oh yeah, I came across him. And that just is so weird to me that like my friends have seen all these same guys. And I know that these guys are talking to other people because I'm talking to other people. And so super weird I'm just not really into the whole swipe right swipe left thing anymore um I have put dating on pause since November uh because of prep I started prep the first week of November and just ended did you lose your libido uh during prep yeah honestly I was so tired um I don't think that it was like I wouldn't have but the thought of like trying to do anything with anyone yeah, like, the actual movements. I was so tired every single night that I, like, can't imagine. I, like, can't even imagine just nights I just couldn't. I had to pee so badly because I drank so much water during the day. I would just lay in bed, like, contemplating life because I was too tired to get out of bed. And that was just from work and working out and just, again, just getting burnt out. I was so tired. So I can't even imagine trying to, like, do anything physical with anybody at any point. Uh, for the last like two months of it um 
That is but a thing, ladies. That does impact relationships. That totally happened my first prep. My, my with my ex and I, we it kind of just yeah, that was definitely an issue where I just didn't that always I just happened had to me. No no urge whatsoever at all. And of course, we start looking better and thinner and whatever and we feel less and less to like us. doing anything to us. And we think we look they better. want it more cuz we look better and so that is definitely a real thing. Uh, you're not alone if you lose the urge to do anything physical. Um, I thought I was going through face. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God, for real though, I was questioning. I was like, what is going on? And you feel like prepubescent again, where you're just like a little girl and you're just living life and you don't think mm-hmm. about boys. I know you really don't I mean and honestly it's probably because we spend so much time looking at other girls on Instagram to see what the judges are looking for yeah you know because we follow so many more girls on Instagram than we do guys um and so it just becomes like you know it's exposure effect you you like things more when you're exposed to them more often and we just like stop focusing on males (laughs) we don't want the d anymore yeah god I just Honestly, like I get annoyed with males at this point for like messaging me like the little fire emojis. I'm like, I'm like, leave me alone because I'm not trying to look good for you. I'm trying to look good for the stage and for me. And so that gets super old when guys just like think you look great, especially meeting somebody. If you're this lean, you get worried that they're going to be into you at this body phase but when you gain your 10 extra pounds that you need to just live like a normal human being you're afraid that they're not gonna like you then i have always had guys which i hate when people comment on my body although i put myself out there i've always had guys say that they like me how i look in my off season more i have never had anybody tell me which version they actually no that's a lie I definitely have had people say that they like my off-season version more. And I think the reason why is this goes back to, this is me being all woo-woo, but this goes back to just being able to procreate. Like, when you look at someone at a stage lean body as a male, subconsciously, they're looking at you thinking, she can't have kids, she's not fertile. Right. And and you when you get that lean, you lose your period, which is like, obviously related and so i totally agree yeah you'll lose it all so mm-hmm. um i think dating this day and age is hard mm-hmm. i think that I think there's so much put out there that because for me i know that i am more of a i don't even want to say traditional the way i go about being physical with someone takes a lot of time and I think with how exposed females are and including even my Instagram like I feel like you could get the impression that I would just bang (laughs) (laughs) but but I'm not down for that sorry Mm -hmm. like I'm not and unfortunately with me putting myself out there and with competing I feel like a lot of people assume like well you're already out there like half naked like what's the big deal and it is a big deal I don't compete for like sexiness or anything I can right. to challenge myself mentally and physically 
Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I don't compete for you, boo-boo. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. I think that dating just in general is hard right now because with all the dating apps... Um, have you tried we Hinge? Have to... What? Have you tried that? No. I've, that's, like, next on the list. I'm just... I'm not... Well, since I can't really go out to eat yet, since I'm still, like, really early on in the reverse diet, I'm, I'm not full force yet. Honestly, I'm, like, so... Like, I do not want to date a 30-year-old who, because I'm, like, way more interested in people who are, like, closer to, like, 30 than 25. Um, I don't want to date somebody who's, like, on an app that just swipes left or swipes right. Like, that's just, like, not, there's no thought behind that, you know? You know what just happened to me, which I'm not even going to really talk about too much, is a friend referral. That's the best. Mm Mm-hmm. My mom's trying to set me up with somebody at her work. (laughs) Oh boy, I know, right? That's what. Um. Oh yeah, no, I'm trying to just make friends so that they can introduce me to someone. Like God, I just don't want to do the dating app. But like, we have so many options, and when there's psychology to show research to show that when you have more options, you're more. When you have the more options you have, the more unhappy you are with the choice that you make. So when you only have two options your choice you're way more confident in it but when you have 50 options it's just like ordering off an, a menu if you go to cheesecake factory or whatever you get very overwhelmed to... yeah and then you're you spend most of the meal being like gosh i wish i had gotten whatever um so that's just how the dating world is now and we have so many options with all these dating sites and you know you can go through 200 people a day on the dating site just looking swiping right and swiping left and so i think dating is hard and think it's hard to find somebody i think social media also just watching people in relationships on social media everybody seems so happy all the time and we don't see hey any of the dark sides people have asked me in my relationship like it was interesting because everybody saw my whole life fall apart in essence and people actually saw things in my relationship that i didn't see which is interesting and I think a lot of times it's flip-flopped where you see a relationship and you think, wow, relationship goals, they got their shit together, everything looks perfect. I'm telling you right now, as someone who has been a frequent Instagram poster and storyer where I share a lot of my life, that you don't know what goes on behind closed doors of some relationships. Mm-hmm. And no, I've I would seen totally some agree of the, the closest people to me in relationships where I've even had them comment and I just bite my tongue because it's none of my business, but they'll be like, oh, relationship goals, relationship goals. It's like, yeah, but y- you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You never mm-hmm. do. No, never. Well, that's relationships and anything else um, that we see on yeah. social media, that media too. So like, I mean, any trip the person's on like you or whatever like you might think that any of their life is goals or like body goals or whatever um you have no clue what that person that. is going through i hate that fucking that hashtag mm-hmm. i know it's stupid goals no hashtag goals God. so um well logan i think that this was a good conversation um i'm happy to see that you are starting to you're starting a new career now and you're starting, I feel like honestly, even though you competed and you had 
been living in for well you have been living in Virginia for a little bit now I actually feel like now is the time that you are focusing on you yeah I'm excited I I'm I've been following Katie Miller's journey since she finished prep um and competing she got her pro card and kind of just decided that competing wasn't for her anymore after doing like dozens of shows I'm so flabbergasted by that it's so crazy but I mean she doesn't bash on it but she doesn't talk very positively about it but um I've been really enjoying watching her her journey trying to find trying and really successfully finding balance um she looks fantastic and she eats you know a cookie a day and so I'm really excited to cut back on my cravings and stick with the healthier options and um not binge eat or not binge drink and I'm excited to see kind of mentally how I can grow from here yeah and you know just find your balance I mean different different seasons and I know for myself that I'm gonna embrace this season but I'm also going to embrace the uh, off season this year and I'm gonna let well one I'm gonna listen to my coach but I know with this past prep I've just been pushing 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 so hard and I I really want to work on growing my business and honestly and my business is growing and flourishing and I'm so beyond blessed but to really focus on your career it's really hard to be in a calorie deficit when you're moving at a slower pace oh 100 I started a new job on Monday and that's one of the big reasons why I decided to just not do another show because I just want to focus on my career you can't do it all I mean we're not super women even if we want to be um it's impossible to do it all but I'm excited to see how far you go this season and then see you grow in the off season as well both yeah mentally and physically and um business wise yeah I'm excited so thank you so much Logan for your time I truly appreciate um our friendship and seeing how much that you have changed over the years and I'm looking forward to regardless of what the future brings you. Um, And if you guys enjoyed listening to Logan and hearing her story, I'm going to have all of her information in the description down below. So you guys can go give Logan a follow and check out her post. And again, thank you so much, Logan. Thank you. I was so fun. All right. Have a good day. Thank you.